0: This is the Volleyball Video Dads Podcast, with four guys who don't have all the answers, but do have a lot of opinions. The four
1: of us have uh, found each other. <laughs> 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 all the
2: All the get, And there it is, it didn't take long.
0: For the video yeah. dad, it's like, hey, that's my spot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you to move that dad.
1: Is going to me out here? <laughs> to watch you for Matt picked me in like a dog. <laughs> and now that's free dog is turned into a beautiful be scene. Good, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the welcome. first, first live video volleyball dads podcast. All right. I'm one of four hosts, Dan. I'm here with Travel, Jim, otherwise known as Jimazing. Jim Amazing. Hello. All right, Matt. <laughs> Matt, who's our <laughs> Our number one Sydney Hilly fan. If you guys yes. haven't figured out one. who's gonna be on tonight?
3: <laughs> that was supposed to be a surprise. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess it's not a surprise now. I mean,
2: it is in the title. And you didn't give me—I didn't get notice to prepare myself. I'd have made me a hat too, man. I know. Well, he, hey, you, know, you got to be Matt super
3: creative the, for this stuff. That likes to yeah. take step above. He's the guy that takes credit for everything. <laughs> I'm a, what? No, I'm just a big deal. I just try to let everybody know <laughs> that I'm a big deal. You know, you are a big deal, Matt. You that, thank you. That'll thank be
2: the that'll be your name next week. Big deal. Big. All right. <laughs> big <deal. laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I
1: agree. I agree. So oh, for everybody man. that's tuning in, we are uh, creating a bi-monthly podcast um, for volleyball moms and dads. Uh, we're going to talk about all fun things that we do. Uh, we're going to talk about some serious stuff. We're going to have some guests on. We might not have guests on. We might just have a bunch of opinions. Um, nonetheless, we definitely don't have all the answers, but we do have a lot of opinions. Yes, so um, other than that, like I mean, I think we should get right into it. I've got, Let's jump we've got into more We're than into it. Oh, we should probably talk about the uh, the, uh, the Facebook page. Yes, The Volleyball Dads Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check it out there. We do a lot of uh, dad things there. Uh, we talk about cool things. I don't know. Things that, that don't necessarily revolve around volleyball, but right. have to do with the uh, the travel and the food and the cocktails. And, It'll and make your food. life
2: easier, I promise. Yeah,
1: we, we've all been doing this a combined amount of probably, what, 25 years? Probably.
2: Have we ever added that yeah. up? I don't know. Yeah. I'm I don't it think off. we've ever added that up. We might as do long that. as there's no there's nobody to out on it. <laughs> I don't add these I've things got, up. <laughs> I've got 10 I'm not fingers good at I can Matt. use. I can use 10 fingers, so you're you going to have to so take off from 10 there, 10 plus man. years.
1: 10 plus years. We're good.
3: <laughs> We're good. We're good. So, Matt, what, yes. what's the score for this evening? Hey, guys. We have an amazing guest on for our premiere show, The Launch tonight. We have the National championship setter for the for the Wisconsin Badgers Sydney Hilly. Should I bring her on now? Let's bring her on. Let's, right, let's bring man. her on.
2: Let's go. Sydney, welcome Sydney. We're very
3: excited to have Sydney Hilly with us. I'm going to share a brief bio, and by brief bio, I mean maybe a quarter of all of her accomplishments because the list it's is long. long. We've got an hour, so we're going to jump right into it and hit some of the high points. She is a four-time team captain for the Wisconsin Badgers. She is a three-time, or she's won three Big Ten championships. She was part of the team that brought home the first national championship for the Badgers in school history. She is a three-time first-team All-American, a three-time Big Ten Setter of the Year. She is the first volleyball player in school history to be a first-team academic All-American. A four time All Big Ten, four time academic All Big Ten, three time Big Ten distinguished scholar, and she ranks fourth in school history for assist, fifth in assist per set, and fifth for double doubles. Wow, that is, that is incredible. That's Hey, I don't know. I
1: mean, that's- anybody better? I mean, I don't know. How are we supposed to top this show after that? We've- I have no
0: yeah. idea. I mean, that's- they're definitely not rookie numbers. That's-
3: right. She's, she, she may have been doing this for a little while, but that's not even the best stat. <laughs> we have a way better stat than that. She was busy doing all this stuff. That took a lot of work, tons and tons of effort. But while doing all that, she earned a master's in applied biotechnology. She got a bachelor's in genetics and genomics. I don't even know what that is. It sounds like geometry. And I took geometry in the eighth grade. So maybe there's still hope (laughs) for me. I don't know. Uh, And then she also has a certificate in entrepreneurship. That's that in itself is absolutely amazing. Congratulations on those accomplishments uh, with the academics while bringing home the national championship. That's incredible. Congratulations, Sydney. Thank you. By the way, it's genomics.
0: There, there. Well, what I think you know, like a garden know.
3: What is, Sydney, I'm your number one fan. You can't call me <laughs> out like that.
2: I <laughs> guess, guess, guess it has something to do with <laughs> genome. <Yeah.
3: laughs> genome. Yes. Oh, let's go. What's a genome? Yeah. Genome to me sounds like she's gonna. in this degree sounds like she's probably gonna build the biodome around Mars, where we're all gonna live in the next generation. That's kind of what interstellar. Interstellar. Is, interstellar. <laughs> is that there what this know. is? Nothing no, to do with space. space. All about your DNA. That's space. <laughs> all about DNA. All right. Well, yeah.
1: my geometry. You know, we're, great. we're it's great. all about DNA here. So <laughs> that was a joke. That was the first one. That was <laughs> the first dad joke. First we should one. have a counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody drank. Well, they'll there. get.
2: <laughs> they'll get better. <laughs> yes. so they'll yeah, they get better.
3: Well. Well yes. <laughs> they definitely, they definitely right.
0: don't. But.
3: Well, Sydney, those are absolutely amazing accomplishments. And you did all that while in college, um, you know, playing for the Badgers. I really want to take a little bit of time and just talk about uh, your experience there while at Wisconsin. I think Dan's probably got some questions for you about, you know, your college experience and and everything.
1: being Being a Wisconsin native, I've watched watched Wisconsin volleyball for a long time because my children my oldest is actually a freshman in, high, in college right now at UW Platteville and so we've been doing volleyball f- since she was 11 so it's been one of those gradual things so you have been in our television on our television set and in conversations for for the least at least the last four years um, can you, as far as as far as your college career, um, I know there's a lot of uh, games you've played. What would you say your toughest opponent was um, playing for the Badgers? Yeah, and it can be it can be anybody. I mean, a single, a team, a coach, yourself. I mean, it this, what What's your tough? What was your toughest opponent the, the four years that you were playing for Wisconsin?
4: Yeah, I mean, being in the Big Ten, you have so many tough opponents all the time, but I actually looked up the team I lost to the most over my five-year career, and it was University of Minnesota. So we lost to them four times. We played them nine times. Um, But they were just always, you know, border battle rival, um, Big Ten rivals, but they they have a really tough system to defend. They serve really well. They run a fast offense. Um, So it was always a battle when we played them. And I was a Minnesota fan growing up, so whenever I got to go play at the PAV at Minnesota, I always had a ton of people come watch, and that was really fun, but they were definitely our biggest rival, for sure.
1: Do you think that that had anything to do with it, that that was your home state and that was your... You Maybe a little,
4: but we also we had a girl who transferred from Minnesota to Wisconsin, uh, Lauren Barnes. She was our libero, and so there was always kind of like a personal rivalry after yep. that as well.
1: Awesome. Um, as far as I mean, obviously you won the championship, and I, I'm going to bring this back to state because you won state championship too in high school, correct?
4: No, I got second in state. Oh,
1: second. Yeah, that's My bad. My bad. So <laughs> it, this kind of doesn't throw it throws it off. I messed. I, I guess I was reading that wrong. So, what, what what was it like to win the state championship? Like, how were you feeling? Beginning, during, after. Like what was it what was it like to win the state championship?
4: Well, I don't know what or it's like to win the like National
1: state championship. championship.
4: Not the national. State there you <laughs> go. I got
1: excited again. My bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but the national championship, that as a whole was just unbelievable. I mean, we my recruiting class going into Wisconsin, we talked about it like our number one goal was to do something that this program has never done before, which was to win a national championship. And so every day we kind of went in the practice, lifts, film sessions, whatever it is, with that goal on our mind. And so to finally be able to accomplish that in my senior year after being granted a COVID year, so I got five tries to do it. um, (laughs) It really was super exciting, but also I had like a sense of relief just because I feel like I wanted it so bad for my teammates, the girls who came before me and kind of laid the foundation down for Wisconsin Volleyball. And then mm-hmm. our coaches, like, I felt like it was so well-deserved by all of them that it was just like, yes, I did it for them. We did it for them. It was like a really a team mentality. And I don't know. it I couldn't have ended my career any better than that.
1: How often Oops. do you go back and relive those moments? Sorry. I got excited. I just got to ask.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely do just because that moment was so special. Like when we finally won and I got to look into my teammates' eyes and just see how happy they were. I see my coach Kelly sitting on the bench sobbing because he's so happy. And it's just like those emotions, it, it, it feels good to relive those for sure.
3: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, Sydney, how, how did you keep that goal? I mean, that's a, that's a big goal. How do you keep that fresh year after year and, and then you know day after day? How do you how do you do that?
4: Yeah, we talked a lot at Wisconsin about remembering your why, like why you play, because sometimes you have practice every single day, you have lifts every single day, and you kinda like start going through the motions and you forget why you do it. But if you walk into that locker room every single day and think about why you're there in that moment, I think it helps you just be motivated uh, to get 1% better every single day. When you actually have that goal in the back of your mind, like you're envisioning that dog pile at the end with the confetti falling, mm-hmm. it makes you wanna work just a little bit harder all the time.
3: So did y'all do like visual, visualization exercises where you were imagining the dog pile, the confetti, the loud cheering and everything?
4: Yeah, for sure. We had, we actually had a mindfulness coach where we did a lot of visualization stuff, whether that was before a game, like. Seeing us have success against a certain team, or seeing a scouting report, but definitely envision the national championship moment. And I mean, that's what we are all playing for. So I think that we always like to have that little vision in the back of our minds.
3: Yeah, that is incredible. Really awesome. Um, in the in the fifth set, you know, it was it was two to two, right? Mm-hmm. And in the fifth set, Wisconsin goes up really quickly, 7-0. In that moment, what are you thinking? What are you feeling?
4: Yeah, I think the number one thing is stay in the moment. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Like, there's still a ton of game left. Take it one point at a time. Because if you're sitting there like, oh, 7-0, like, there's no way we can lose this. That's when they're going to get you. And <laughs> You expect it to be a battle for sure. I mean, it's Nebraska, which is always a battle, and it's a national championship. They're not gonna go down without fighting. So it was all about just like staying in the moment one point at a time.
3: Yeah, and and I rewatched the game this past weekend. I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. I watched it, they had it on on TV.
1: Is it like the tenth time or twentieth time you watched it?
3: It's probably about <laughs> the third or fourth, honestly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've honestly like, hey. I've watched it several times. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> Hey, can I share a funny story? Absolutely. Before I ask the, the rest of that yeah, question? Yeah, absolutely. So, it, you know, before the show, we talked about me being a pretty big deal, right? <laughs> yes. <So laughs> hey, I Sydney think you and should I, about that. Yeah. Well, I try to keep it on the lowdown, right? So ah, I said some kind of to you. talk to Sydney, A. Call her up. She answers. And she, uh, you know, the first thing she said to me? Hi. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to say this. Come come closer, so I don't say it too loud. Right. But she said, um, "I hung up with my boyfriend to take your call." <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm a big deal. Apparently. She took my call. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, it
4: did
3: happen. It did happen. It's, well. it's verified. Like, seven foot tall <laughs> and like muscles or anything? Is he? and he's,
4: <laughs> he's only 6'3"
1: only. Oh, only. only. Okay, cool. How much can he bench? Because I'm sure
3: it's that. How much can he bench? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, he doesn't have to worry because, I mean, Sydney, if you remember the end of the call and I was introducing my daughter and how she was cheering for Wisconsin, I had a dad moment, kind of a senior moment to, hey, before I tell you what I said and you judge me, all you guys, I I I am a professionally certified idiot. And I stuck my foot in my mouth. And I introduced Mackenzie as she was cheering for Wisconsin and I was cheering for Nebraska. So <laughs> well, at least you're honest. I'm honest. I'm no it's longer as right, big a deal. Honest. But I'm still, if Sydney's mom is watching, deal. I'm still the number one fan. <laughs> anyway, enough nonsense. Back to the back to the oh. that fifth set. Nebraska battles back. How do those feelings change? You know, you talk about staying in the moment, but now Nebraska's battled back do those feelings change
4: I mean I think I did as a team uh, for me individually as well I think we did a really good job of staying in the moment and taking it one at a time and like I think we expected them to come back so it wasn't like shocking we didn't panic and I mean we've been in moments like that so many times over the course of our career that we just we knew how to handle it it was like it was like at practice we always played drills where it's 15-15 national championship point like you got we put ourselves in those situations a lot so it was like we've been there before yeah,
3: so. how,
0: how many times have you gone back and watched that match
4: i actually have only rewatched it one time but sometimes when i'm sleeping i can hear my dad watching out in the living room I, he's <laughs> <walking> <laughs> five times, so
1: okay so it we is, like, is okay dad dad, dad. Yeah. dads will re-watch that video especially yeah. these four video dads okay so it mm-hmm. is okay and we're not all crazy for silently watching club videos. I, I don't
0: about I don't know about you, the rest of you guys. So I had something else going on. Recorded the match. Went on total social media blackout so that I could watch it and not have it spoiled. Uh, my oldest daughter and I started watching it at eleven o'clock, thinking, "Hey, Wisconsin's got this. Be <laughs> over in three. And I think it was one thirty, two in the morning before the match finally wrapped up and. I still think that is one of the best yeah, so sporting fun. events I've ever watched. That match was just phenomenal. It was I can't I, imagine what it felt like to play in that match.
1: My wife and I, and my oldest daughter and her boyfriend, were were at Olive Garden of all places, and it in Brookfield, Wisconsin, and we were sitting there um, watching because they had and they had it on all the TVs, and everybody was cheering and everybody it was it was so much fun. It was it was just a, it was a blast. And this was it was still COVID esque, so there was you know, half of, half of Olive Garden was closed down, but we still had, there was still people there and there were still uh, kids there watching. Like it was, it's, it's so cool to see how Wisconsin, you know, fans like stick together and wherever you go, it's kind of like Green Bay and Wisconsin Badgers and, and the brewers. It's just a huge click of people and everybody, everybody gets together and we all watch sports and drink. <laughs> Other than that, that's my story on it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so with that game, you know, I have to imagine there's a lot of pressure, right? I mean, you've been playing for five years. You know, you, you know what you're doing, obviously. But now you're playing for the national championship. It's the first time it's, – it's the first opportunity in school history to bring home, you know, that championship. Is there – does the pressure – is it different? How does it feel? I mean, from the locker room out to the court. What's that pressure lag like and how did you handle it?
4: Yeah, I think just going into my last year, I I knew that it was my last shot. So as a whole, there was a lot more pressure on that season. And I think that just knowing it was our last chance to bring that national championship like while we were still there, kind of lit a fire up our butt. But I mean, we had this saying like almost every day that we talked about is that pressure is a privilege. And really? I think probably Gene King said that. But um it's just like I'm
3: gonna write that down. I am actually writing that down as we speak. Pressure is a privilege.
4: Yeah, like pressure is a good thing. With it comes opportunity. And like pressure moments.
1: Throwing them all out there. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Pressure moments are what you play for. Like they're supposed to be fun. And I think that in those moments, you just trust in all the training that you put in. You trust your teammates. You trust the game plan. And you just go for it. Like you let it rip. You don't play with fear. Like you've prepared. Just have fun and go for it.
3: It sounds like like you guys and maybe this is across the board, I don't know, but it sounds like you guys had a lot of mental coaching almost as much as what you did the physical coaching.
4: Yeah, and I think mental is at least as important as the physical part. And I think Wisconsin did a really good job of providing us with resources and training. Like we had things called like adversity school where we'd sit in the film room and Kelly would say, "Okay, how are you going to react if the bus breaks down and your pregame routine is 20 minutes shorter and just put ourselves through exercises like that. And how are we going to react to moments like that? So yeah, overall we definitely worked on our mental stuff a lot. Wow. That was really cool.
3: Really, so, really cool. So you've,
1: you've, you've won the national championship, you've settled down. What is Sydney Hilly doing now with, Yeah. in the volleyball world? What are you doing? Like what's going on with you?
4: Yeah, so I got back from playing professionally in Puerto Rico around the end of July. Um, That was my second professional experience. I also played in Turkey for a little bit uh, right after I graduated. Um, But now I'm doing a lot of coaching. I recently got into doing a lot of private lessons, running camps. Um, So that's been super fun. I've really enjoyed sharing my knowledge with people. I mean, me... Grace, Dana, and Barnes all were members of the national championship team. We ran a camp together. We're gonna to call it the Natty Champs camp. It's gonna be an annual thing, but it's, it's really fun to have girls and boys like look up to you and want to learn and uh, become great volleyball players. So I think that's just been something that I've really been enjoying this past month or two since I've been home, and I really want to get into it more.
3: Yeah, that's hey awesome. Sydney, so
2: so tell us about tell us a little bit more about your your coaching. I mean, you, you went from helping your team win this national championship, and now that you're removed from the court, at least at the collegiate level, um, now you're helping other athletes, like younger girls, younger guys. Um, like you said, those those kids that are looking up to you. What exactly does your coaching um, dial in on when it comes to the athletes that you're looking at providing the, your services to?
4: Yeah, so right now I'm doing some in-person stuff, so like private one-on-one lessons or camps or clinics, that kind of stuff. But I also started doing some virtual coaching as well, just because I wanted to be able to reach more kids. And there's a lot of people who like want to connect with me who are out of the area. And like I remember when I was younger, I my mom had Lindsey Berg fly in, who was uh, one of the Olympic setters, and like she worked with me. And I wanted to give kids that opportunity without like having to pay for the travel and stuff like that. So, one of the things I'm doing is called the Virtual Setter Coach Subscription, where they, it's like a monthly subscription where they can ask me as many questions as they want, send me as many videos as they want, and they're gonna get feedback from me tailored to them. Um, And I just, I came up with the idea because I wanted a coach like that all the time. I mean, I'd go in the gym, I'd film myself and I'd be like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? And now kids can have the opportunity to ask someone who knows and kind of develop a relationship with kids. Like I've been working with some for like five, six months now and like being able to see them progress, even though we're not in person has been super cool.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, and you said something about setting do you only work with setters? Do you work with hitters? Do you work with defensive players? Do you work with athletes outside of volleyball as well?
4: Yeah, so my virtual setting coach subscription I've only done with setters so far. I'm looking to expand that to like recruit more players in. So like maybe a Dana Recy, having her be able to coach middles that way, um virtually. But when I do in-person lessons or film review, I do all positions.
2: Awesome. Very good. Yeah. That's so wonderful how can people find out more about where you do this at or if they wanted more information where could they get that at
4: yeah if you see that little banner at the bottom oh, look at oh,
2: that I ticker. <laughs> who made that ticker <laughs> who made that <laughs> that's fancy Very yeah
1: fancy. So
4: i have a website com. you can also find me on facebook and instagram at studying with sid those are my main sources of communication
1: do you do awesome. do you do privates like all year round now is that a is that a thing like when it and, and obviously are you only doing it in Minnesota then is that for like face to face is that how that works
4: yeah so so far I've been doing it all the time since I've been home and it's been in Minnesota I'm going to Madison next week I have a couple of lessons uh, lined up there um, but people can also ask me to come travel out to them I am willing to do that it just gets more expensive there and so I don't want to you know make that pricey for people so i mean whenever i am in a different area i make sure to like post it and see if anyone's interested
0: you Now, volleyball parents know yeah. about expensive
2: yeah for sure <laughs> if, if you don't if you don't yet you'll find out or stay tuned and we'll tell you about it
3: right there you go (laughs) yes i'm gonna start selling my organs or something to to pay for this thing (laughs) it is so expensive i mean whenever whenever we got started in travel volleyball you know somebody just said club volleyball i thought well you got boys and girls club and then you got another club so it's kind of the same thing i didn't realize all the practicing, all the travel, all the expense that came along with that. And it's it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been absolutely incredible. I'm not complaining about the expense whatsoever. It has been so much fun. I'm probably having way more fun than Mackenzie is with it uh, right <laughs> yeah, now. But, but speaking it, yeah. about your your virtual uh, your virtual coaching, that's actually how I found you. Was Your mom posted something in our group about uh, the setting with Sid. So I went out there and joined it. And so I show McKenzie, like everything we'll sit down probably once a week. And I'm like, Hey, look at this video, uh, Sydney released and, you know, talk about it. But I'm over there with like a notepad, like making notes and everything. But it's honestly very, very interesting. The things that you talk about, because the stuff that, that you share, um, and the way that you communicate it is just makes so much sense. And it's so much deeper than anything that I've ever seen. I can sit and watch games all day long, but I don't know exactly what's going on as far as, Hey, rotate this way rotate that way move your feet this way this many steps keep your eyes here watch for these type of blocking schemes and things of that nature it's just absolutely amazing the stuff that you're doing i've actually thought about signing myself up just so i can <laughs> learn. learn more about setting because well, so there's, there's
1: another avenue sydney
3: yeah what's going on Or maybe we don't actually submitting a video of me trying to set the ball. That would be.
2: (laughs) I'd like to see that, Matt. (laughs) You know,
0: I I actually, I I think that's a good point, guys. and, And I'm curious, Sydney, your take on this. How important it is, is it for parents, especially setter parents, to really understand the position?
4: I mean, I think it's definitely important, especially if you're trying to give your kid advice. Like, I mean, when when I did private lessons, my mom came to every single one. She'd be out on the court. She'd be listening to what the coach was saying. And so, like, if she told me feedback after, I knew she was credible and she knew what she was talking about. But, like, as a kid, you're probably not going to want to listen to a parent who might not know about the proper technique, right? Like, they want to listen to a coach. They want to listen to someone who knows. So, like, if you guys do end up going to practices or like private lessons and like really try to listen and like understand what the coaches are talking about so that you can communicate with your kid. I think that's important.
2: Yeah, yes, I, I think I think that's a key point right there because you have, I mean, obviously for us, we're so involved with the camera side of it and filming and, you know, trying to produce highlights of our daughters and teams and things like that. But I mean, you do have parents who maybe not even realize that, they can get a little bit closer get a little bit more knowledge just by like you said listening a little closer you know, trying to pick up on key things that coaches are saying in these practices and maybe try to help re-emphasize some of that later down the road I had no idea I
1: miked up my daughter and the libero for our club team I had no idea I had no idea the amount of talking that happens on the court and we're literally like 10 feet from from the girls no idea I learned so much just listening to calls and where the ball is supposed to go. I, I had no idea. So, yeah, it's the more you can learn as a, as a parent, I think, is, is a good idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, yeah. it's really a fascinating sport uh, once you start to understand it. And, and I, I learned I had one of my daughter's club coaches um, had me be an assistant coach during her fifth grade team. And I just I learned so much about the sport from doing that. Um, it's, it's incredible. It really is how many decision points uh, and the communication at each decision point happen on every play. And, you know, to, to that point, Sydney, in your coaching uh, and your virtual coaching, do you, you'd mentioned how Wisconsin had done such a great job on the mental aspect. Do you also work on the mental aspect uh, in your virtual coaching?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of what, girls bring up is like how do i become mentally tougher how do i perform under pressure how do we, if i become a better leader and that's stuff i've all i've experienced and i'm able to give them direct feedback on like my journey because everyone struggles with stuff like that and so just to be able to hear another story of someone who's gone through it really helps
2: yeah you certainly so for parents like us right we may have daughters that experience some of those same things that you're talking about so uh and hopefully, we have the the eyes and ears of many parents that have daughters that play the, the sport of volleyball. What's your best advice that you could give to a parent to help their kid to help their athlete through the mental side of this? Because we, I mean, we do the we that's pick really up, we, we 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 pick up, we drop off, we fund, uh, and we support all these different ways. And the Some one part fatigue. that the yeah. one part that's a really big key that gets missed a lot that doesn't get talked about enough is the mental health aspect. So what can we do for our girls on the mental health side that may bring a little bit better positive outlook on that?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say make sure you talk to them about how they're talking to themselves. So self-talk is what I call it. So a lot of the times if like you're playing bad, you make a mistake, usually what's going through your head is I suck. Oh my gosh. Like I'm playing so bad today, stuff like that. But to be able to like, change how you're talking to yourself and be like, say something constructive, whether that's, I want to hold my finish next time or you got this, keep working, just re- reframing things to a more positive way of saying it in your mind can help a lot. But then just as parents as well, I'd say like after games, like when you're giving feedback, it's not about if you won, it's not about if you had 20 kills, it's, did you have good effort? Did you have a good attitude? Were you a good teammate? stuff like that that you can talk about rather than being upset with a loss or a poor physical performance, I'd say.
2: Yeah. And I think you see that a lot on the court, especially after a big game, a big loss, a bad performance, as girls automatically default to being down on themselves. And then that just sends themselves or the team into a spiral for the rest of the tournament or whatever it may be. So I think Mm -hmm. doing exactly what you're saying, hopefully we can, as parents, kind of start changing the framework of how that plays out and maybe come out with a better positive outlook on on flipping that script on the the bad things that may happen during the tournament and changing those into positive um, reinforcements that may hopefully eventually lead to you know a lot better statistics around the mental health side of it.
4: Yeah,
0: for sure. So Sydney, you um you have you've mentioned your your mom uh being mm-hmm. at the privates. You've mentioned that your dad has, has been out in the living room rewatching the national championship. Uh, yeah. you know, what what role did your parents play in your your development, your club life, and and moving on? How did how did they get involved in that or stay? Involved?
4: Yeah, so my mom actually played volleyball in college, and my dad played basketball in college. So both of them had all three kids play those sports. So my older brother, me, and my younger sister, we both played basketball and volleyball. My dad was more the basketball guy, so he coached all three kids in basketball, and he was a pretty tough coach. Like he got on us and. I think that may be why all three kids gravitated towards volleyball and <laughs> <laughs> ended up basketball. Um, but yeah, I, my mom brought me to tryouts. I think I was nine, and I didn't even want to go. But she was like, if you make the team, like I'm going to get you a new pair of shoes. And I was like, all right, let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about any one of the other dads here, but I've totally done that.
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, so- guilty,
1: guilty, guilty. <laughs> and it works. It works.
4: So I was bribed into it, but I mean, it was the best decision ever. When I made my first club team, I stayed at that same club for nine years. I only played at that one club. There were other clubs in the area that may have been higher profile, but this one was close and I loved it. And we didn't start out as like a super big club that was winning a lot of things. But as I got older, we started qualifying at the open level. We won a national championship. We definitely got better as it went on. Um, but my mom and dad, they were, they were at everything. They were driving me to practice. They were watching practice. They were coming to all of our tournaments. They were chaperoning events. They were a huge impact on me and a huge support system throughout my entire career.
0: So along those lines, you know, what did they do well and what could us as sports parents do better?
4: Yeah. So I think that they just did a really good job of being supportive and, they would give me advice or not, depending on what I wanted. They, w- My dad was someone who would push, and he, he really cared about winning or losing. My mom was the one that was like, did you work hard? Did you do your best? Then good. So I had kind of both sides, and I think that every kid's kind of different. Like, the way that my dad may have coached, like, my brother might have not been good for him, but it was good for me. So it's all about, like, knowing your kid and what they respond to. Um, but I had a balance in like the fun part, but also the work your butt off part. And so I think it was a perfect mix for me.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm going to jump back a little bit to, cause you talked about, you know, at your first club or the club that you stuck with for nine years, I guess, quote unquote, not really quote, but spent some adversity in the club initially. And then as you stayed, you got, y'all got better. Y'all started doing a lot better. Um, what are some advice that you can give for girls who may be in a club that that they're experiencing some of that same adversity? Maybe they're in a club that's not doing very well starting out. Uh, Maybe their age group, maybe their peers um, is just not really things aren't clicking now. What, What advice would you give to them going forward from that point?
4: I mean, I don't think that you should just like give up and like try to leave clubs. If like you have a bad season or you're not accomplishing the goals that you want, like, If you have great coaches around you you love your teammates like that's all the reason to stay and to keep believing that you guys can get better and even if you're not winning in open that doesn't mean that you need to leave like you can still improve you can still have fun you can still compete at all the different levels as long as you're happy and you're enjoying it but really it's up to what their goals are if they feel like they need to be competing at open and that club's not, then maybe they do need to leave. So it's all about like what your goals are, I would say.
3: Good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you talk quite a bit about your mom and dad. Uh, you're obviously on with four dads right now. So um, <laughs> specifically speaking about the dad, um, and this may maybe kind of fun. You've been to a lot of tournaments, right? For club. Parents are lying right around the court. Parents do some crazy stuff. What is the most annoying thing that your dad has done? <laughs> or if your dad's super cool and he doesn't do anything annoying, maybe a dad that you've seen or a parent that's been around. What's the most annoying thing as a player at a tournament? What's the most annoying thing that a dad can do to really get under your daughter's skin? Yeah, I thought we we're doing guys, it intentionally, but wait, you have,
2: doesn't matter, I do, and she's going to say it. Well, okay, you, you, definitely- yeah. oh. okay, you have to give so- a warning to so that way we, no, none of us get offended right now because I'm uh, sure what I'm you're about really to say me. we've all. done um,
4: yeah. Okay, well, one of the things is when they yell at the scorekeepers. Score, keepers. I'm like, Scores, um, score! I'm sure they called
2: yeah, I don't like that. I don't like. I that used to do it. I don't, I don't, don't like don't it anymore. either. I don't. That anymore.
4: one, um, yelling at the rest Don't like really. that.
2: Yep. I mean, let me uh, do that. I may, <laughs> I may or may not have been guilty at one point in time. You got
1: to Yells double, double, double. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um. I think like the worst one though is like I'm not saying my dad did did this, but like if they come up after a loss or something, and then they start talking bad about people who are on your team or like mm. blaming yeah. people. I think that's the number one thing mm-hmm. is yeah, trying yeah. to blame people or like point fingers so mm-hmm. you, you
0: mentioned your dad was was very wind focused did he kind of mellow a bit throughout your career he started maybe being the, the really loud dad and very intense and he kind of just chilled a bit as you got older
4: yeah 100 percent. i think as i got older he actually got like more superstitious too like he was like okay i'm not wearing this sweatshirt anymore because the swanson lost when i wore this sweatshirt so like or i don't know just stuff like that like he oh, fine. It, Stand up at certain points and not others, but yeah, he definitely calmed out. He stopped being as vocal, but he he still did care a lot.
2: He was oh yeah, yeah. Every dad's got the stare. Every dad's got that one stare <laughs> where when you look at your daughter, she knows what you mean by that. By the look you give her, she knows you're not saying anything, but you're saying a lot. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's exactly why Mackenzie does not look at me during a game. Same. Oh, she doesn't. She doesn't, <laughs> she
2: doesn't even look. She doesn't pay attention to anything I say. Now,
1: <laughs> does she? Sydney, do, do you hear us on the sidelines?
4: I mean, maybe at club you could hear, but like when I was playing at Wisconsin, like exactly. everything is just, yeah, just <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. Um, so, you know, staying on the topic of parents, how hard should parents push at this age? You know, we're talking about the club, that 13 to 15, 16-year-old. How hard should a parent push? You You obviously had great parents behind you, you know, pushed you in, in dual sports. How hard should they push? When, is it, when do you know that it's too much?
4: Yeah, I think that's a tough question because I think every kid's going to be different.
3: Mm-hmm. But
4: for me, as a kid, I was very highly motivated. Like I would set goals for myself that I wanted to accomplish. Like my mom actually found like a list I made that was like, I want to become a national championship or I want to become a national champion. I want to become an all American. I want to do this. And I wrote it when I was like 10. And so she found that. And so like, I think if you're, if your kid's not really motivated to want to play or doesn't have fun playing, then it's kind of hard to push, but if they have goals, then I feel like it's more about it. Like what are you going to do today to accomplish those goals kind of thing?
2: Could you say so it's maybe more like a vision uh, board?
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, I just wrote it on like a piece of paper and folded it up, and I would like look at it before I went to bed. But I don't know. I maybe I was a
2: weird kid.
3: <laughs> no, not at all. That's incredible. Not at all. Yeah. Did did it you go... look like it
2: turned out all right? So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you go to your parents with goals, or did your parents come to you with goals for I'd,
4: say, I'd say both, because I was really open with them like I talk about like how practice went what I was working on like what I wanted to accomplish like we were really open about that kind of stuff just because I don't know just as when we were growing up it was we talked about sports all the time and that's like kind of what brought us all really close and so we talked a lot about it and so I remember I was in Orlando for AAU Nationals and that's when I found out what an All-American was, I was like what like I want that and I told my mom on the plane ride home mm-hmm. like I want that and then the next year I ended up getting it, but like stuff like that, nice, like, nice. But, yeah.
1: So what, what came first or I shouldn't say what should I say? What trumped what at what, and at what point did it change or if did it change? You played basketball and you played volleyball. Did you play basketball and club volleyball and which one took precedent? Cause I know in Wisconsin, there's overlap with both of those.
4: Yeah. So it definitely got tough because I was playing club volleyball AAU basketball, high school basketball, high school volleyball. So I played up until my sophomore year of high school. So I was on varsity my freshman year for basketball and volleyball. And then it just, I knew I was already committed at that point to go to Wisconsin. And I was like, all right, it's time to focus only on volleyball. I still liked it a lot, but I think I was always better at volleyball. And I knew that's where I had the biggest potential. Um, So yeah, I, I committed in... Ninth grade. So after that, basketball was done for
0: me. Somehow I feel like you could probably still beat all four of us four on one in basketball.
2: (laughs) Hands down. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of basketball, go go ahead, Jim.
0: I I was going to switch topics just a little bit and ask about uh, how did you balance all the sacrifice you had to make growing up, the proms, homecomings, social engagements, um, especially club volleyball season, it, it overlaps with you know most of that stuff. It's, so it's a huge sacrifice for the girls. How, yeah. how did you balance that with what you had going on?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, time management is huge. Like being able to do school, do volleyball, be social, do whatever sport you're doing. I think that if you're doing volleyball, you're doing volleyball. Like you shouldn't be thinking about like what you have to do the next day or what you're going to wear to the football game. Like just staying in the moment with that. But also, just know what your priorities are. Like, I missed my second half of senior year. I didn't go to prom ever. Um, Junior year is because there was a national qualifier tournament, and senior year is because I was already at college. So, like, there was stuff that I had to give up. But I knew what I wanted. Um, But it's not all like you need to only do things related to volleyball. Like, you have to have time for fun too. So. It is, it's really hard to balance, but just keep in mind your priorities. And then while you're doing something, be in the moment.
3: Yeah, I love that answer. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, it is good.
3: Uh, So, Sydney, you're 24 now, just had a birthday like a month ago. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So, looking back, what would 24 year old Sydney tell 15 year old Sydney?
4: Yeah, it's a good question, because about that time, that's when I was deciding where I was going to play college volleyball. So (laughs) I would say um, trust your gut, because that's how I made the decision to end up at Wisconsin, and that was the best decision I've ever made. But also, I think um, enjoy everything you're doing. I mean, in club, volleyball is just so fun. It's so different. You'll never experience something like that again. Just The away tournaments, bonding with all your teammates, staying in the same hotel room, all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff is just super fun. And you got to soak it all up when you can, because that just doesn't happen. Um, I mean, in volleyball related, I would say make sure you work on blocking and digging and serving, not just setting. Like I would go in and I would set, set, set. That's all I would do. But like when I got to college, I was like, oh, maybe I should have worked on this other stuff. So just being well-rounded, I would say.
3: Yeah, man. Hey, you, so you have brought up something, something to ask about blocking.
1: I do. Your your stats are ridiculous. <laughs> the I, I mean, phenomenal. But you only have thirteen solo blocks.
4: Yeah, well, that's that's all. What that, is that all
1: about? My <laughs> moves
4: are doing their job, and they're not. Solo that's absolutely. Affol-
2: that's, 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 that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's an excuse. That's that's a a <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, uh, r- real quick before think. we move on, um, you know the last episode and it wasn't live, but you know we talked about how important it wasn't live, but you know we talked about how important is team bonding for the how girls. We did talk
1: about that, and we <laughs> did
2: talk about that. So for and this is that was just us talking from our perspective, You know, some dads who have a lot of opinions, right? Mm-hmm. But from <laughs> a player who's who's been there, done that, from club to high school to college and pro how important is it at at the level that the girls that we're kind of talking to right now that that 11 13 to 15 16 17 range how important is it for them to as a team as a club team to do team bonding activities and how does that eventually translate to performance on the court
4: i would say it's super important not i'm not saying that everybody needs to be best friends with each other that's not realistic but like (laughs) <laughs> Got to get to know one, one another, respect one another, like get to know where they're coming from. Um, we did this super cool thing in Wisconsin where we ha- had a disc meeting, it was called. So it was basically a personality test kind of thing um, for how you like to be talked to in stressful situations. So a D was like a dominant personality, like really fiery, competitive. And I was interpersonal, like they really like relationships and working together. And S was steady, like, they're just calm the whole time. C was compliant. They liked stats, analyzing things. And we got to kind of get to know each person and, like, why they respond a certain way. And then, based on their personality, how to best communicate with them. i are mean, not saying that these club girls have to take personality tests or anything. But just, like, finding mm-hmm. out like, how your teammates like to be talked to in different situations. Like, a D on my team, the dominant personality, I'm going to give them a challenge. Like, Go get it. Like, you go ace her. Or someone who's an I, an interpersonal person, I'm going to go up. I'm going to give them, like, a long high five. And I'm going to say, we're in this together. Like, let's keep working. And we talk to them in different ways to bring out the best in them. So that was something that I loved doing in Wisconsin. And I think I got way better at being able to communicate with everybody on my team in
3: that way. That's amazing. So which one are you? Yeah, dude.
4: I'm a CD. So I like, um, like, stats and following directions. So eating up all that feedback. And then the D is the more competitive. So CD. yeah.
0: Gotcha. Hey,
3: can we go that back? That you just remember a that too? Do what?
0: I love that you remember that too. Oh,
3: I
1: remember. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you remember the 13 solo blocks?
4: Yeah, no. I,
0: <laughs> what, so I have to ask my, my daughter's a libero. What was Lauren?
4: He was also a CD.
0: Fantastic. All right. Wow.
3: That's awesome. If we can go back just for a minute, we were talking about what twenty-four-year-old Sydney would say to fifteen-year-old Sydney, and you said that you would tell her to enjoy that time in club ball. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you struggled with looking back? Did you not enjoy it so much?
4: No, I definitely did, but I guess I didn't like realize like once you get to college, it's different. Like I don't know, you're with you're with the same girls throughout club most of the time. You guys are growing up together, just being together all the time, going to all these away tournaments, just like. I don't know. I feel like that should be like appreciated. Like you're never gonna get that again, and just like really enjoy where you are because, like, like oh man, I miss club tournaments where I had four matches a day and I was going to the concession stand eating a cheeseburger in between games. Like that just happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know,
0: It's all Asahi bowls yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are good. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, Sydney, I'd I'd love to have you on at some point, and, and we could do a juxtaposition of club, school, college ball, and just kind of walk through that experience. I don't think we have time today, but at some point in the future, if you're willing, I think we'd love to have you back oh, yeah. on to talk about that. Sure. And, and sure. We've, we've brushed the surface on a number of topics that uh, you've just got such fantastic perspective on. Um, it would be great oh, yeah. to have more opportunity to talk.
3: Yeah, we would definitely like to do a, a follow-up episode for sure. I mean, because yeah. we hadn't even gotten through everything that, that we wanted to talk about, just because there, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but one one more quick question. We'll hit a lightning round and uh if, if we can, but one more quick question is um what are some of the most valuable lessons that you have learned from your toughest coaches or uh toughest opponents? Uh, what question. what have you learned or, or from the toughest pressures that you face? What what are the some of the things that you've learned in those moments?
4: Yeah, I think um being a C personality, like I used to overthink things a lot. I used to like get overloaded with information and like play while thinking a lot. And I think that as I grew up, I got advice to just just let it rip, which means like go play, no fear, just don't think, just ball out kind of thing. And I think that mentality kind of stayed with me my entire career after I heard that advice. It's just like when you're playing, you're you're not thinking, you're just balling. And so for me, that was super important um, just because I don't play as well when I'm thinking. So just be able to trust your abilities and you know what you're doing and just play at that point.
3: Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we want to do a quick lightning round. We have like a couple questions here. And uh, then we're going to try to bring some our girls on, say hi, ask a question. But uh, first question. Random question. Have you ever in a tournament on the court worn sunglasses? Yes. (laughs) Well, do (laughs) tell. Let's explain. Okay.
4: So I used to get really bad migraines. And so when that happened, it was usually because I was like under bright lights and I would like start seeing things. I couldn't see the ball. It was all blurry. So I ended up playing um like a full day with like these pink sunglasses that my mom had in the car just so i could see the ball better um we actually had a dad on our team that started telling fans that i was a blind setter and that i, was
0: <laughs>
2: <cheering>. <laughs> that's I a, love that that's a that's a dad thing right there
3: yeah so
0: i like that dad he's honorary dad <laughs> of the week
3: right right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um next question have you ever been to wisconsin Dells? Yes. you win any awards at Wisconsin Dells?
4: Awards? Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
3: We may have heard that um, you won some special awards at Wisconsin Dells.
4: What was that? I don't remember.
3: We don't know. That's We're no asking you questions.
4: You. <laughs> I can tell you. I don't know what
3: I... <laughs> We're going to have to follow up with our... Uh, our uh, with our source. Okay. Yes, Star our source, yes. there was supposed to be a story with that.
4: <laughs> well, what's it called? Maybe it will spark my memory.
3: I don't know. They just said Wisconsin Dells. Ask, ask Sydney about Wisconsin Dells. Ask her what she won. That it wasn't volleyball related.
4: Was it the recycling competition? We did win we that. Had, what was that about? We just the team that had the most bags of recycling won like these T-shirts. It's like go green, and so we went through the entire Wisconsin Dells thing and like took all the. All the recyclables, and we ended up winning. So maybe that's what that's about.
3: Could be. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Congratulations on that win. Um, what are you not good at?
4: A lot of things. Let's see. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't believe that.
3: No, it's- I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a I feeling mean,
0: if you applied yourself, if you were really interested, you'd be good at pretty much anything you wanted to be.
2: I mean, you. I don't even know what it's called. It's, I just know it's something genome, but you got a degree in it, so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd say maybe anything like artistic. I'm not like the most artistic person ever. So like crafty stuff isn't really my jam, but I'll yeah. try. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good.
3: <laughs> what about your favorite book?
4: Oh, I have a lot of favorite books. Right now I'm rereading Twilight series. Oh
3: my. So. Oh my
4: okay. oh gosh.
3: Mm-hmm. My uh, my wife and daughters have enjoyed Twilight. Movies are okay. I never read the books, but they, they definitely enjoy those. You should yeah. try them
4: out. They're good.
3: <laughs> what a what all right. About hey, Sunny. Oh, good. <laughs> favorite movie.
4: Favorite movie. Um, this is gonna be weird. Okay, well, one is Twilight. The second one is gratitude. <laughs>
3: really Oh ratatouille. that's
4: like my comfort movie i don't know why i love it though
3: yeah. <laughs> i think i've seen it Respect once like that
1: it's great it. yeah, this house plays ratatouille all the time yeah. <laughs> my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies i i can't explain it well she likes food yeah.
2: maybe
0: it's a wisconsin thing
2: it could be yeah Got <laughs> it hey so does your dad tell dad jokes and do you like dad jokes or yeah. though, at least the ones that he tells
4: he's a really funny guy like he makes me laugh a lot i don't know if they're called they would be like typical dad jokes but he's very witty all right
3: uh i think that's all of the lightning round questions um i think we're going to try to wrap it up we are running out of time for today um if you guys want to bring the girls on i think we've got two that are available wanted to sit in and ask some questions I don't
0: yep. know, Dan, is uh, any of them in the lobby?
1: I got no kids in the lobby. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. The kids have run away. <laughs> yeah, no kids in the lobby. They're running up and down the halls right now. Weird. <laughs>
0: My Mine texted me and said uh, she was want to know if it was time. I said yes, and she hasn't looked at it.
1: So while we're waiting... Oh, I got one. While we're waiting, Jada just popped in. While we're oh, waiting, right. Sydney, I have an off-club, off off-topic, off or on topic, club, volleyball, off-the-court question. Okay. What is the craziest thing that you girls have done or you can remember that you guys did outside of the volleyball tournaments? Oh, boy.
4: Craziest thing?
1: Like, for instance, my daughter, when she was 15, we went to St. Louis for uh, the MEQ, and her and her setter got uh, the Lime scooters, and they went around and they... St- Went around lime scooters without an adult i mean i knew they were doing it but then they came back and realized they needed to have a driver's license they needed to ride on the street like they broke all these rules and it's now an ongoing thing it's funny as a funny joke do you have any stories like that that you could tell
4: i don't think we did anything that crazy i mean we did have like i don't know team scavenger hunts where we were running around wisconsin bells doing stuff like that but i don't think we like Never
2: broke like any rules or anything like that. We are pretty well behaved. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's no, just. Hey, game, uh, one, no. one more, one more good one. What no. is your your best pregame routine?
4: yeah so i used to be someone who was really superstitious and had this like long thing like if anything went wrong like i was thrown off for the day but then it got like shortened down i have like a two minute visualization thing and then just like warming up my hands on the wall listening to music that's about it i make it short and sweet so that nothing can mess me up
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. well hey i got tegan ready so i'm gonna bring her on and let her ask her questions.
1: jim jada was on but she disappeared I think okay.
0: Nervous. No, I th- she's She's trying right. to get her camera working. So, see. Okay.
2: yeah.
4: You ready?
0: Hi. <laughs> oh, Dan, you're muted. Man? I'm, oh, I'm muted. sorry, Matt.
2: I got her.
1: I got her. I did have her. I hope I can't unmute her. There <laughs> we go. We're good. <laughs> Just, talking about- yeah, we don't- Just talk. Come on. Talk okay.
2: about- All
1: right.
0: Introduce
4: yourselves to our <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Thanks. Good. good. How are you? Yeah. Great. been a good podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard you guys got some questions for me. Yes. <laughs> no, who's going first? Um...
3: Gonna go uh, first? Or no, Jada. I think Jada's going first.
4: Okay. So um, how did you balance taking D1 college classes and playing collegiate volleyball at the same time? Was there something you did as a kid that helped you through that? Or was it just you got to college and it just clicked for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that all started in high school, too, with club volleyball and school and everything, but I think that having a planner was something that really helped me writing down all my assignments, prioritizing things, but also like eliminating distractions. Like when you're doing school, your phone's away. You're not thinking about volleyball, like you're in the moment for what you're doing. Or if you're at volleyball, you're not thinking about school or any social events, like you, you're where your feet are and you're just focused on what you're doing and then just being really organized. Okay, cool. Next <laughs> Okay. Um, what sacrifices did you have to make like to get to where you are today? Oh yeah, a ton. That's a good question. I mean, like I talked about earlier, like I didn't go to prom. I missed the second half of senior year. Like there's a lot of social events that I missed out on, but I mean i still made time for fun and stuff but i also like knew what my priorities were and so like i could have gone to prom but i chose to graduate high school early and go to college so that i could start training with the team and be ready for that fall so it's all like what your priorities are and always make time for fun for sure okay thank you mm-hmm. nice. okay um, I want to know what kept you motivated and determined all the time because playing D1 I know can be super hard and I just want to know like what kept you really motivated. Yeah, so at Wisconsin we all had the same goals which is really cool to be around people who all wanted the same things and that was mm-hmm. the Big Ten championship and a national championship and those were things that we thought about every single day and what motivated us to work our butts off in the gym or in the weight room or to watch film and just do those things that can make us better so that we can accomplish those goals. But then I also think being around teammates who wanted that so bad, I was motivated to accomplish those goals for them because I had so much love and care for them and I knew how much work they put into it that I was just motivated to be better for them. Mm -hmm. Good questions, guys. Very awesome. Go. Thank you. Welcome.
0: All right. Thanks, Sydney.
3: Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Appreciate you doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Thank you for that, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. That was awesome. Just a quick recap, real quick. Sydney Hilly, National Champion Setter for Wisconsin Badgers, also has a virtual coaching uh, program set up. Sydney, tell us again. How can they find you?
4: At that link down there.
3: There we go. That's right. SydneyHilly.com or on Facebook at Setting with Sid, right? Mm-hmm. And Instagram. Did you say Instagram as well?
4: Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. Setting awesome. with
3: Sid. Awesome. Very good. And I can speak from experience. Sign up for the newsletter. It's amazing. It comes out, I don't know, maybe a couple of times a week it comes out and uh, it's always got got a video, got great information on it. Uh, Definitely check it out. It's amazing.
2: So do you have that going to you or do you have your daughter an email that that goes to?
3: It goes to me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. I just share it with her. I'm just trying to, Hey, right right here, guys, right here. That's right. Yeah. So Sydney, do you think your mom will believe that I'm the number one fan? I don't know. <laughs> where, am I, where, where am I missing it? I mean, I tried really hard.
4: I, I don't know. For five years, she came to every single game. Dro- drove five hours back. I, I don't know. You got to yeah. waste.
0: <laughs> that's a lot. Right. That's a right. lot. Put in your time. Yeah.
1: you got to put in the time. You can't just be the number one fan overnight. All right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'll keep trying. I'll set my goals higher. Run the work.
2: In the work. <laughs> Start that visualization technique she was teaching. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There, you there you go. go. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. I
3: can do that. Well, hey, Sydney, thank you again so much. This has been thank such you, an honor. Thank it you very much. A thank lot you. of fun uh for us yes. as well. And we do. We, we sincerely mean we hope that we can get you back because we didn't get oh, yeah, through sure. half of. Some of the stuff that we wanted yeah. to cover, so it's true. hopefully, hopefully, you had f- some fun, and and we'll come back for us, uh, you know, in the future and be able to finish yeah. up this conversation.
4: Yeah, awesome. I had sure, thank
2: you very time.
0: much.
3: Oh, looking so much.
4: forward to you guys' next episodes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank Sydney. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, so
0: thanks
1: for watching, Sydney. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, bi-weekly we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yep. Uh, you can catch the videos on our YouTube channel, which is Volleyball Video Dads. Just uh, youtube it you'll find it otherwise the stream also drops on our uh volleyball dad's group page and It's not a page it's a group on facebook um and then you guys can watch us there other than that we'll see you guys in two weeks again thanks sydney for coming on and thanks, sydney. uh have a good night everybody yep. good, night. good
3: night thanks